Hiya Gemstones, Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing The Moms, the 20th episode of 30 Rock Season 4. In honor of Mother's Day, our favorite 30 Rockers, Moms, are in town to wreak havoc on their kids' psyches. Colleen is chastising Jack on his Italian inclinations, Margaret Lemon is advising Liz to settle, and Verna is lobbying to be the new Arby spokeswoman. She's got the meat! And other plot points, Tracy gets a paid actress mom with an affinity for nighttime overalls, and Carl is hella gullible. Oh, the fiddle's in the creek and the frog's in the kitchen, and it's time to blurg. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Hey, can I get your Lucretia Mott on this? What is this? Budget approval for travel and hotels for the moms. The moms? What moms? The staff moms that are going to be on the Mother's Day show that NBC is making us do after their ill-fated decision to re-air the pilot of Bitch Hunter. Put the mimosas down, bitch! Wait, it's Mother's Day already? Did you forget? Colleen is going to kill you. There's still time. Jonathan, Jonathan, call the florist and order a dozen. No. Next time. Too late, Jackie. For the first, like, 30 seconds, and then no one can control me. <laughs> Many have tried. control is our brand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. Like, takes all over the place, our sister podcast. <laughs> I was listening to something. I don't know what podcast it was. And they're like, what are you going to do? Like, just perform the whole episode on there? Like, people have already seen it or they wouldn't be watching. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Losers, whatever. But have they heard our voices? <laughs> they heard our deep accent work. Exactly. We do so much. Which has made its way into my regular life. We were doing a dance. I'm like, everyone, control your sensuality. <laughs> what did you think overall of the episode? Oh, it's super fun. It, lots of fun stuff. The two cringe moments hit really cringy. Yeah. Um, but, if, you know, anything with Elaine Stritch is great. Jana Hooks' boobs made me really uncomfortable. Because, um, <laughs> you know, I always call mine wet bags of sand. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe if they are wet bags of mushroom soup. I think. I, I mean, I check. think, I think I mine gonna... are mushroom soup. Because mine have dropped a little bit. Yeah. Well, like, a, like a chunky mushroom soup. And, like... Patty Lapone has nothing to do. She'll just go like sell herself on this show. It's hilarious. I mean, she has small bits and she knocks them out of the fucking park. I love this mom because like we've had so many amazing guest stars that are mothers of characters. Have we on our show? We've had so many amazing guest stars. <laughs> on 30 Rock, which I'm claiming now is our show <laughs> okay. because we recreated it on our podcast. Week. Yeah, well, and on Blair, where Julie does the voices of amazing What? Those bits. are real exactly. people. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, am I saying that we should get kickbacks? A hundred percent. Yes, I am. So did you give your overall impression of the episode? Did I miss that part? No, you didn't. I was giving space for others. So I love, (laughs) I love this episode. It's my calling card. 
always give space for others and never intrude. Um, no, this episode was an absolute blast. There were so many funny little aside moments, especially with like Lutz's mom. Although the one with Danny's mom was like less than ideal. And Colleen is always a delight. I don't know that there are any lines that I use from it, but we'll see as we go. I, <laughs> I do use, unfortunately, I've got the meat, Jack, <laughs> like more than I should, which is like, I've said it maybe three times, which is more than anyone should. I do feel like Tracy does an awesome job of acting in this episode. <clears throat> Sometimes I can't tell if he's like acting or just being himself or whatever, Yeah, but he's actually a really good actor. His yeah, he's very skilled. With his mom and his fake mom and... I want a Viola Davis or Serena Williams. <laughs> Bitch, me too. Yeah, I want Serena Williams, to, first of all, to come back to tour if she wants to. Um, and then once there, I want her to win another Grand Slam so we can put to rest this stupid Margaret Court business. She should not be even involved in the rankings. <laughs> well, we open this episode and Liz is talking to Jack. And instead of John Hancock, she says, can I get your Lucretia Mott on this? who is a famed suffragette and anti-slavery activist who died in 1880. Wow. I don't know. Jack's like, what is this? She's like, it's budget approval for travel and hotels for the moms. The moms? What moms? Oh, we're about to find out all the moms. The staff moms that are going to be here on the Mother's Day show that NBC is making us do after their ill-fated decision to re-air the pilot of Bitch Hunter. Put the mimosas down, bitch! Will Ferrell breaks into the Trisha's birthday party. What is it? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we've had a lot of issues with Bitch Hunter over the course of this, much like we had a lot of issues when Will Ferrell was on The Office. So he's just keeping his NBC being the problem situation going. Was he on The Office? I don't know this story. He was on The Office for like an episode or two, and everyone was like, just give Steve Carell the raise because they didn't enter negotiations for like when his contract was up. So he was like, all right, I'm out. And they're like, we can do this show without you. It didn't last for a season. It lasted for one season, a single season. A whole season? It lasted for, it lasted it lasted, for two more. Oh, they didn't need him. Okay. But they also didn't keep Will Ferrell. <laughs> there it is. Um, so Jack is freaking the fuck out because he's like, wait, it's Mother's Day already? I don't know. We all know that Colleen is a kind and reasonable person, so I don't understand where his fear and anxiety comes from. But Liz does. Did you forget Colleen is going to kill you? And that's right, folks. She probably will. But the best part is Jack is like, there's still time. And he starts to like, run in place before he runs to the door. It's just yeah. this very strange like run that doesn't go anywhere, but it's really funny. It's like Looney Tunes when you're like revving yes. up to like do a major action. You're right. But this Roadrunner was crushed. Wiley Coyote, rather, was crushed by this Roadrunner. He's like, there's still time. Jonathan, Jonathan, call the florist and order, order a dozen. He opens the door. Too late, Jackie. Colleen's <laughs> there and she's not pleased. But is she ever? It's tough to tell. She's an inscrutable face. Well, it doesn't say so in my script, but I know in the show, Liz goes, necktie. <laughs> Her asides whenever she gets confronted with something is just like not even observational humor. It's just observation. Just Port, Puerto first. Rican. <laughs> it's like you can't say that. I don't know that we can say that. So we're meeting some of the moms now. And <laughs> I think she has better things to do. And I think this was a courtesy and she genuinely likes it. But Patty Lapone, who's Frank's mom, is like, why is not my beautiful Frank up on the wall? Ma, come on. That's just for the actors. But 
don't you worry. She's got a picture you can use. It's little Frankie in the bathtub <laughs> getting ready for the senior prom. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> Liz is like, thanks. And then her mom is at the craft services and leaving a tip or leaving money. She's like, what are you doing? You don't have to pay for the food. Honey, nothing is free. You remember that when a man buys you an expensive meal. What yeah. has Margaret Lemon done for like a porterhouse steak? Anal? Annals? <laughs> and Liz is like, yeah, that's happening a lot. We run into Verna, Jenna's mom. She's like, hey, Verna, you must remember my mom, Margaret. And she's like, oh, yes, we met a few years ago when the kids lived in Chicago. You must have confused me with someone else. I have never been to Chicago. I sexually assaulted Scottie Pippen in 1997. Yikes. Uh, Verna's got a past. We knew that. I don't know that learning these colorful details changes our opinion of her because I don't know that it can go any lower. Verna, who is being paid, as we learned recently, um, by Jack to be a good mom. Amazing. Is doing just that in her eyes. She sees Jenna and she's like, there's my baby. Good accent work. Thank you oh, so much. Mommy. So we've met Verna, Jenna's mom, and we saw Colleen, Jack's mom. And then we've got Liz and Frank's mom as well. You know who doesn't have a mom that he knows of is Tracy. So Pete's like, look, Tracy, this Mother's Day show is tomorrow and we haven't been able to track down your mom. I gave Kenneth her information. Her name might be Cheryl, and she was wearing a red shirt in 1984. Look, I don't want you to be alone up there with all the families, so what if I hire an, hire an actress to play your mom? Okay, but whoever she is, she has to be someone as amazing as I am. I want to see a list of names, like when they were looking for John McCain's running mate. I'm kidding. This needs to be taken seriously. <laughs> so Stupid obviously, Sarah this, Palin. I know, this was in the wake of Sarah Palin, and uh, I remember in that moment, because I was a huge... And still am a huge Hillary fan. And I was there for her to be the Democratic nominee. And when she wasn't, I was just like, oh, my God, there are people who are going to be like, well, he nominated a woman to be vice president. Um, that's going to gain him some voters, which must have been the extent of their pro- thought process, because as soon as Sarah Palin opened her mouth, obviously craziness ensued, which back then mattered a little bit more than now, where people can say whatever. And there are a whole host of people who are like, fuck, yeah, into that. Yeah, she's one of them. She just sued the New York Times or tried to. I know. Monsters. While being COVID positive and eating in restaurants where they were supposed to ask for her vaccine. So, you know, a lot of fault is there, mostly around Jack, at least in Colleen's estimation. So Jack tries to play it cool and is like, happy Mother's Day, Colleen. I'm not here about Mother's Day, John Francis. My voice sounds relatively Elaine stretchy today. It does. I like it. You know who's in my water aerobics class down in Florida? Yes, mother. I memorize the names of everyone in your water aerobics <laughs> class. Burn. Oh, my you God. You the head nod perfectly. Thank you. It's a shame you all can't see my head acting. That's really where I come to my full flight. Yeah. It's with head. I'm really good at head. Patricia Goodman, whose sister runs the Friday night bingo game at Our Lady of Reluctant Integration in Waltham. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Turns out last week the game was won by Ann O'Connor, who mentioned that her niece, Nancy Donovan, got divorced and was running around with a hotshot in New York City who pours scotch like a woman. Oh, my God. She can't just keep with one line of cruelty. There has to be a two-prong. But I don't always share my personal life with you, Colleen. It's because you never approved of any woman I've shown an interest in. 
Now that's not true. I'm not having this conversation with you right now. I have work to do, and I'll be joining you for lunch. In the meantime, Kenneth is here, and we'll uh, entertain you. Oh, okay, Kenneth. Entertain me. Oh, the fiddles in the creek and the frogs in the kitchen. I apologize, ma'am. That is not a song. You make me very nervous. She eyeballs Jack and oh my God. But there's also a note of glee where she's just like a plaything that I can manipulate. And she will. She, he forgets his own name. <laughs> I think he's Carl now. I think I'm Carl too. So we have a quick aside that is less than ideal um, where Danny is with his mom interacts with Lutz and is like, hey, Lutz, because that's Lutz's name. This is my mom, Miho. Oh, hi. I didn't know you were adopted. What? Thanks a lot, Lutz. And then they start speaking. Um, and it says here Chinese. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you say about that? So Jenna is in the wardrobe department with the head of the wardrobe department, whose name is Lee. Well, hello, Lee. Wrong tree, Mom. Gotcha. It's a gay tree. So gotcha. Lee's going to take care of your clothes for the show. Oh, no, no, no. That won't be necessary. I brought some real cute duds. I made us both rompers to wear. <laughs> and it says Jenner, Jenna's mother's daughter. And sparkles <laughs> on the romper. Uh, and Jenna, who looks like she's about to have another rage stroke, is like, excuse me, my friend has to strangle her anxiety pillow. And then uh, Liz is coming out of the back and she's stuck inside <laughs> the yellow dress upside down. And she's like, Lee, it's a bridesmaid's dress. I can't breathe. I'm going to die in here. <laughs> uh, and so Jack is like, bridesmaid. Patty Wait, Lepone. No. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Patty Lapone is like, bridesmaid? It's bad luck for a married woman to be a bridesmaid. It brings fever and disease. The, the, the amount of pestilence women have caused by men <laughs> telling women that they caused them is wild. <laughs> anyway, Liz is like, yeah, well, I'm not actually married. Scandal in the Vatican. All the moms are flummoxed. By the concerned. way, we've got like seven older ladies in their bras only, which seems highly <laughs> unnecessary. It seems like appropriate to me it feels like why should the young people get to get to wear their bras and the older people can't equality older people definitely need their bras more trust me as a wet bag of sand holder here wet bag of mushroom mushroom soup, soup. it's mushroom <laughs> soup actually yeah um but i think yours would be progresso mine would be progresso because it's not campbell's yours is the expensive stuff mine's the expensive stuff we're expensive Someone stop me. <laughs> it's expensive to be me. <laughs> little Erica Jane reference. So Vern is like, not even common law? How do you get credit at a mattress store? And here comes Lutz, whose beard never looks this intense, but as he's playing his mother, he's like, you know, my Johnny's single and he gives excellent back rubs, I can assure you. <laughs> I do love that they had Lutz play his own mom and then also had that five o'clock shadow situation. Also, her sweater is cute. I would like to wear that sweater. <laughs> so they try to make like, it look frumpy, but 2022, nope. that is in style. She looks terrible. Thank you, Mrs. Lutz, and thank you, moms, for your interest, but I just haven't met the one yet. Colleen enters, or was around, and the camera just panned to her for the first time. Oh, for crying out loud, Liz. You see, that's what feminism does. Yikes. It makes smart girls with nice birthing shapes believe in fairy tales. 
Stop waiting for your prince, Liz. She's waiting for a princess. We'll discuss that more when it comes out. I'm not waiting for a prince. I'm waiting for astronaut Mike Dexter. And everyone's like, oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, sweet Lord in heaven. Who secretly turns out to be the king of Monaco. Achievable goals. So Colleen continues, Liz, you're almost 40. You're not going to find some new kind of man. Whoever the one is, you've probably already met him. You're 40? John is looking for a greener banana. (laughs) First of all, hands up for who forgot that Lutz's first name is John. My hand is raised. I guess I do more work than you do. I mean, you guess. You absolutely do. (laughs) I googled Lucretia Mott while we were setting up and thought that that was like the most amazing thing that's ever happened. It was pretty good. Thank you. It was the most amazing thing that's ever happened. So Jack is having a little uh, conversation with Verna. And so he addresses her by name. Hello, Verna. I'm glad to see you're here upholding your end of our bargain to be mother to Jenna in exchange for money. She has poured herself a Johnny Walker Black, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm being a great mother, listening, giving advice, asking stupid questions during movies. But I need you to hold up your end. That money order you sent, that was only for half. That's a down payment, Verna. You'll get the rest after you fulfilled your Mother's Day duties. Well, that's kind of a problem for me because I already spent the down payment on the first half of my boob job. She opens up her jacket and she's like, it's not an implant. It's just a little yank up. You know what I mean? I got the meat, Jack. Go ahead and feel them. She grabs his hands. Feel the difference. Yeah. One is like heavily lofted and the other one is sagging like mushroom soup. That is my favorite line of the episode, though. I got the meat, Jack. Amazing. Um, You sound like Jack Nicholson from The Shining when you say that. (laughs) Thank you. And then, (laughs) that's who I was emulating. So Jack was like, very different indeed, like a cantaloupe in a Ziploc bag of mushroom soup. But you're not getting the rest of that money until you give Jenna all the Mother's Day love. She deserves all. Whatever, narc. Less all. (laughs) You get to Pete. Okay, so... Pete's back with Tracy and they're still trying to arrange like a mom for him. And he was like, good news, Trey. We found a great mom for you. Her name is Novella Nelson. I'm a slut for alliteration and this name is phenomenal. Novella Nelson. Oh wait, is she Aquaman's girlfriend? Does that have any resonance to you? No. Aquaman's girlfriend is Mira. He was not close. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's a great actress who lives in Brooklyn. She looks like you. That could be anyone. We all look the same to me. Is she famous? You'd probably know her best from her commercial they air a lot during the 3.30 a.m. sports center. Ugh, these overalls are chasing. I can't wear these pajamas fishing. (laughs) (laughs) What's she going to do? She can't wear the overalls because they're not comfortable. She can't wear the pajamas because she can't do that while fishing. I'm not really sure why you are like saying everything that we are either already said or just about to say today. Because I'm a monster. (laughs) Pajama rolls. Pajama always. What about that list I gave you? Felicia Rashad, Serena Williams. They're too recognizable, Tracy. And Serena Williams is younger than you. Who cares? She's awesome. And so am I. I want Serena Williams to be my mother. Preach. We've already booked Novella. The woman has been in the business for 40 years. I think she's good enough for the star of Sherlock Holmes. Rude. He's a cabillionaire now. He has that porn DVD. <laughs> so now we're in with Jack and Colleen, and they're and, in the elevator. 
And Jack's like, I know what you're thinking, mother. And we are not talking about Nancy Donovan. I don't want to talk about Nancy Donovan. I want to talk about the little blonde girl that you're sleeping with. Twist. (gasps) What? A mother knows, Jackie. (laughs) So we flash back to another elevator sequence where Avery and Colleen are there. And Avery's like, oh, hi. Are you going up? Jack's like, down, actually. Oh, fuck. My bad. So we're... It doesn't matter. Does it? We're flashing back to an earlier situation where Jack, Colleen, and Avery are all in the elevator together. There it is. Well, Avery's about to get on the elevator. The elevator door opens, and Avery sees that the mom's there and is like, No. Okay, so we're flashing. We're flashing back to a moment where Jack and Colleen (laughs) are on the elevator. They open the elevator doors, and Colleen. Should we read the lines? And so Avery's like, oh, hi, are you going up? (laughs) Down, actually. (laughs) Oh, I forgot my phone. She runs Back to the present. (laughs) Two women, Jack, at the same time? What are you, Italian? Patty Lapone bursts in and starts beating people up. Jack's like, I didn't choose for it to happen like this. Be a man, Jack, and pick one. I can't. They both give me different things. One connects me to the man I was. The other inspires. Just listen to yourself, Jack. <laughs> I know it's gay, but it's my gay problem and I'm handling it. <laughs> We're ready to order now. Just bring my son one of everything. That way he doesn't have to choose. <laughs> I mean, honestly, solid burn, Colleen. <laughs> Taxes, then insurance, and change this to Latin America. I can't say Nicaragua. Luca! You must be Avery. Yes. I am so sorry, Miss Jessup. Mrs. Donaghy keeps tricking me and running away, but not anymore. Carl, they need you out in the hall. Yes, ma'am. Mrs. Donaghy, you must be Jack's mother. Indeed I am. And Jack has told me so much about you. You're going to have to work your backside because chest-wise, you have the measurements of an altar boy. I wish Jack had told me you were in town. Well, men have their little secrets, don't they? Especially Jack. Secrets? What I'm trying to say is, if you're serious about Jackie, let him know now. A man like Jack has other irons in the fire. I beg your pardon? Oh, look at the time. I've got to get back to uh, calling Kenneth... Carl, to see if he ever corrects me. Carl! Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, Jenna and Verna are back together, and we're back with them. And Verna's like, hey, uh, why I was it? be Verna, you be Jenna. Okay, but Hey, um, why was I giving this to wear on the show? It is not a romper. Well, I loved your idea that we both wear the same outfit. I just thought this one might be more TV-friendly. Okay, I know I'm being terrible, but where's your Jenna? Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, you do your next line, and then I'll get Jenna. I'll get Jenna. You mean instead of the rompers that your mother slaved over? Mom, this isn't Florida. (laughs) There it is. You're damn right it isn't. In Florida, everybody's always asking me, where'd you get that? You made it? Holy crap. Where do I commission one? (laughs) Honestly, Jen Hooks is on fire in this episode. That's another one of my favorite sequences. Oh, this is about you making money selling junk. Oh. Verna, this is my job, and I know you don't understand that because you haven't had a job in 15 years. Because of my back, because of the trampoline accident. Ah, rest in peace, Jen Hooks, because she's fucking amazing. (laughs) But I need to look away, I need to look a certain way on TV. 
oh, you are nothing but a spoiled brat. You know what? Here's what I think of you and your fancy clothes. She tries to rip them apart. She's like, now that is some quality stitching. Damn the <laughs> tiny brown hands that made these. Probably but also maybe it's number three. Number three. Yeah, but also a satirical <laughs> commentary on like outsourcing and sweatshops. I know, mm-hmm. but is it okay to make it into like a silly joke? I don't know. Not anymore, no. Then problematic, no. problematic. So now with our we're with another uh, mom and daughter couplet, and it's Liz and Margaret Lemon. Oh, there you are. Just thought I'd tidy up. She's throwing away like everything, including her <laughs> laptop, all her like books, <laughs> food, anything. <laughs> That's my computer. Oh no, dear! A computer is a great big thing with a green screen. Uh, an open heart moment. Liz says, Mom, do you think it's weird that I'm still single? (laughs) Well, your standards are very high, as they should be. I remember somebody who got a three on her history (laughs) AP test. It's out of five. Like a three Three isn't even... Three is passing. It's the minimum to pass. Yeah, and it is not accepted by most colleges or universities. Only a four or five. Um, I know that because... I got fours and fives on my on my AP stuff, so I started college as a sophomore, and after six years, I did not graduate. <laughs> problematic, <laughs> problematic. But do I expect too much? Maybe the moms were right. Maybe I should have just settled. I can't tell you what to do, Liz, <clears throat> but I know from experience from that guy, the perfect guy is out there because I know I found mine. See, that's all I want, what you and dad have. Oh, I'm not talking about your father. Charlie what now? Which <laughs> is one of the many list lines. She opts for what in this Which situation. <laughs> also amazing. I had never noticed that before. Huck. No. She did a couple episodes back too. Oh, I missed it. I'm what do you mean? Good. You're not talking about dad? You love dad. Of course I do. But Dick Lemon isn't Ed. Who the fuck is Ed? <laughs> Ed was my true love, sweetheart. He was my steady at Montclair High. The night before he was shipped off to Korea, I repeatedly lost my virginity to him. So we're in a flashback where Liz is playing her mom and the guy who plays astronaut Mike Dexter is playing Ed. Yeah. And she says, while well, Walda, the town pervert, watched from the bushes. So old Margaret, who's played by Liz Lemon, is like, what? Wait, what? Nothing younger me. It's fine. He wanted to get married, but when he was invited to Houston for his astronaut training... He was an astronaut? You could have been an astronaut's wife? It wasn't that simple, Liz. I had just graduated from secretary school, and I got a job at Sterling Cooper. I couldn't just pick up a move. I was already 26, an old maid. Different times. Octo mom. (laughs) But I settled for a wonderful man, and I've never regretted it. Not even when I watch Ed Aldrin walk on the moon. Wait, you're... Wait. Wait, your Ed is Buzz Aldrin? Yes, but I always called him Ed because they had like five Buzzes in our town. (laughs) You could have been married to Buzz Aldrin. You should regret that, Mom. You should have followed him. Laura Linney could have played you in the HBO original movie, Moonwise. (laughs) So true. So Verna is pissed. Jack's like, where are you going, Verna? I quit. I've been working my ass off pretending to be a good mom, but Jenna doesn't appreciate it. I see. Well, then good luck paying for the other implants. It's not an implant, Jack. But he does one hand like a solid, one hand like a drum. (laughs) It's like good luck playing with the other one. It's not an implant, Jack. I mean, I got the meat. Of course I apologize, Verna. 
<clears throat> you have a very simple decision to make. Quit, don't get paid, and drive around with one headlight. That's what it is. One headlight out. Yeah. <laughs> or swallow your pride and get the money you need tomorrow. With one headlight. And he gives that like Alec Baldwin, Jack head nod. Like, yeah. I win. Yeah. It's like a bobblehead that's flying to space with Ed Aldrin. So now with our next mother and son, in this case, couplet, and it's Novella Nelson. And she's like, they said you were going to put a wig on me or something so that uh, no one would recognize me as the pajama roll lady. Like anyone would recognize you anyway. I'm sorry, what did you say? You are way beneath me, Novella. I'm a movie star, a television actor, and a Guinness Book of World Records holder for the most car accidents in a single year. <laughs> Which is terrible because I needed to get to buy that bus. Maybe you wanted someone more high profile, but I'm what you got. So, Tracy, you better watch yourself. You may wind up with no mother at all. Fine. I'd rather be up on that stage all alone than be with somebody whose resume has Black Judge on it nine times. And the real actress has it on her resume five times. <laughs> It does remind me of uh, when Tracy's convinced the tides are changing because there's a black burglar and a white judge. Novella Nelson's almost out of a job. And you think I wanted a fake son who recorded an anti-condom PSA? I saved a lot of kids from lame sex. <laughs> you little and great. <laughs> so Avery meets Colleen in this next segment entitled Avery meets Colleen. <laughs> So everyone's like, all right, start with taxes, then insurance. She's at her job going through like what they're going to talk about. Change this to Latin America. I cannot say Nicaragua. And then she ah. sees, yeah, she says, you must be Avery. Yes. And <laughs> Kenneth appears. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Jessa. Mrs. Donaghy. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Miss Jessa. Mrs. Donaghy keeps tricking me and running away, but not anymore. Carl, I need you out in the hall. Yes, ma'am. So everybody's like, Mrs. Donaghy, you must be Jack's mother? Indeed I am. Jack has told me so much about you. You're going to have to work your backside because chess-wise you have the measurements of an altar boy. The glee she has in her eyes whenever she's taking someone down. <laughs> Soul I, wish, I wish Jack had told me you were in town. Well, men have their little secrets, don't they? Especially Jack. She's shitting the fucking bricks. Secrets? What I'm trying to say is if you're serious about Jackie, let him know now. A man like Jack has other irons in the fire. Scandal, Colleen, stop, twist. I beg your pardon. Oh, look at the time. I've got to get back to uh, calling Kenneth Carl to see if he can ever, see if he ever corrects me. Carl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kenneth. He's so confused. He doesn't know whether to wind his butt or scratch his watch. <laughs> That's from Steel Magnolias. That's from okay. Steel Magnolias. <laughs> They're like, poor Sammy's so confused. He doesn't know whether to scratch it, wind his butt or scratch his watch. <laughs> so Jack's with Lemon now, and he's like, Lemon, have you seen Colleen? Kenneth was supposed to be watching her, but I just saw him with his eyes closed coming to affinity. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about moms, Jack? Listen to this. My mom could have married Buzz Aldrin. No, really, I know Buzz. We met at a photo shoot for Vanity Air's annual Awesome Gentleman issue. My mom blew it, Jack. She had true love and she threw it away just because it was inconvenient. I mean, if your mom had ended up with Buzz, you would never have been born. Or I would have been born Peter Aldrin and I'd <laughs> wait for a woman with the right stuff. Now remember this in this scenario, I'm a man and my father's an astronaut. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, Liz. Well, I mean, if you'd like to see what your mom's life would have been, I can arrange for you to meet Buzz. Are you serious? 
Yeah, he's in town right now. I saw him last night at Rupert Murdoch's Twister Party. I mean, a uh, regular party. Oh. Wow. Madison Cawthorn's about to talk about that oh, and then get slapped on the wrist by McCarthy and then pretend like everything's fine. Yeah, going to a white nationalist conference is not a big deal, but saying there are orgy cocaine parties, bad, bad, bad. Crazy. Crazy. So do you have one, that the one that got away? Is there anybody in your world where you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't let them get away? Um, Not really, no. Yeah, I mean, I've had people that I really liked and, you know, I feel like in different circumstances they could have turned out different, but there's a reason that they didn't work out because the circumstances weren't different. That's a very you? cerebral answer. I was looking <laughs> for a heart. Where's the show where just for hours people can talk and I can like sing something that sort of goes with what they're saying? <laughs> it takes all over the place. <laughs> I don't think I sang it all this week. I do remember there was a week where I was like, wow, you better settle down. You, you sang a lot one week. <laughs> Did you not sing? Mm, you had your... Uh, the Limu Emu. Limu Emu. You had sound bites. And I feel like you sung that at least once or twice. <laughs> it's true. Good call. Good call. <laughs> okay, so we are now with Jenna and Tracy. Tracy, this Mother's Day thing is a disaster. I hear you because you're talking in the ear. I didn't lose a button in. I thought Vernon and I had made this breakthrough. But now we're just back to fighting about money and clothes. <laughs> Thank God Terry's dead or we'd be fighting over him again too. Boy, I thought I had it bad with my fake mom. Are you kidding? At least your fake mom has to act like she cares about you. Yeah, that's true. And she's a good actress. I bought those pajama rolls. I would too. And you get to choose her. No, Jenna. No one gets to choose their mom. Even when they're fake. Aww. For good or bad, we're stuck with them. And you know what? They don't get to choose who we, we are either. And God knows we're not perfect. It's true. Sometimes I sing too beautifully. <laughs> It's like when she's making that pitch for Kenneth to go to the Olympics in Beijing. Where <laughs> it's like, you have to brag about yourself. It's like, how I can't watch American Idol because I have perfect pitch. <laughs> oh, that Jenna is so lovable. So Jack says to Avery, what a nice surprise. Is there another woman? Wait, how did you? Colleen. Don't blame your mother for this, Jack. This is about us. Oh my God. Look, Avery, you know how I feel. So I'm going to skip to the part where I deny anything. Then you skip the part where you yell at me, and then we both move on to the makeup sex. Jesus Christ. Wow, that is a swing. Look, I assumed you and I were exclusive, but we never talked about it. So maybe this is partly my fault. And I forgive you. Come Jesus here. Christ. I'm sorry, but these tactics have worked on stupider women. We're going to move forward. You better figure out what it is you want soon. Dun, 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 dun! <laughs> so Liz goes to meet Buzz Aldrin. You may be Buzz. Excuse me, Dr. Aldrin, is there something? There wasn't a door, so I just... I don't believe in barriers because I always break them. You must be Liz. Yes, sir. I actually came about my mother, Margaret Lemon. Well, you might know her as Margaret Freeman. Maggie Freeman. Of course I remember her. That is the wrong (laughs) attitude for Buzz Aldrin. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to bother you, but I can't help but wonder what my mom lost by giving up on you, her perfect man. Perfect. Sure, I'm a famous astronaut, decorated fighter pilot, doctorate from MIT. With him and I sometimes, I I see you. And he's talking to the moon. I see what you're doing. Return to the night. You have no business here. Are are you yelling at the moon? (laughs) I'm sorry. She and I just get, I get mad sometimes. Uh, sure. Look, you want to know what your mother missed? Years of drinking, depression, cheating, flipped over a sob in the San Fernando Valley, once woke up in the Air and Space Museum with a revolver in the waistband of my jean shorts. Oh my God, but you're... 
a human being. But I'm at peace now, so we're almost 32 years, but I would have put Maggie Freeman through hell. The moms were right. There's no such thing as astronaut Mike Dexter. What am I doing? I'm sorry if I disappointed you. Would you like to yell at the moon with Buzz Aldrin? Yes, please. I own you! You dumb moon! I walked down your face! Don't you know it's day, idiot? (laughs) It feels like something Tracy would say. Bird, don't you know you can fly? Have some self-respect. How do they get Buzz Aldrin to do this? You know, it's tough to say. There's a lot of sway with uh, Liz Lemon. I guess. Same person. But he was like degrading himself. I know. It's amazing. Well, I'm ready for the show and she's wearing the black pantsuit with the purple top and the gold necklace. Mom, you're wearing my outfit. Sorry, I went to the wrong... Mom, you're wearing my outfit. Well, a mother makes sacrifices. Like those 16 hours I spent in labor even though I was Margarita Monday at Dockside Joe's. Don't we find out she's adopted later? Is that on Kimmy Schmidt? I think that's Kimmy Schmidt. Daughters make sacrifices too. Wait, and she pulls off her, her outfit underneath. She's wearing her romper. And she actually said, daughters make sacrifices to you. Ugh. Wait, why are you wearing that? Who's paying you? No one. I'm wearing it for the same reason. Damn it. No one. I'm wearing it for the same reason you're wearing mine. Because I love you. I love you too, baby girl. So they hug and Jenna's like, why does your chest feel weird? Uh, because I love you so much. So Tracy's there with Novella who's wearing a terrible blonde wig and he's like, you look beautiful, mom. Thank you, son. I think I'm ready for the sex talk. (laughs) (laughs) So now in the sake of everyone making amends with their mothers, Liz and Maggie Freeman are now together. Mom, you were right to settle. I'm glad you married dad. So am I, dear. Now, would you please find yourself someone and start a family before my hereditary dementia sets in? Wait, what? (laughs) It's already started. She can't remember. (laughs) So Jack says, you, what is wrong with you? I am 51 years old. Do you not think I can take care of my own personal life? Think, I know you can't. You do a lot of things well, make money, choose wine, wear ties. But you and women, disaster. Divorce, broken engagements, I assume herpes. (laughs) And I wonder why I'm like that. Maybe it's because you can't let go of your precious Jackie, so you undermine me at every turn. I'm not going to be around forever. Don't pull that out, Colleen. And if I don't do something, you will never make a decision. You'll just frou-frou around with Nancy and Avery until they're both gone. And then where will I be? I'll be circling the globe in my coffin rocket. Something I saw on TV. It's very expensive. (laughs) I'm done disapproving, Jackie. I'm just trying to help. I need to know that someone is looking out for my little boy. All right, Colleen, and I'm asking you, for the first time in my life, tell me what to do. And I'm going to tell you, for the first time in my life, I can't. I didn't lose her, sir. Carl would never let you down. Carl, that doesn't sound right. Kevin, nope. Who am I? Is it Keith? No, that's not. Yes, I'm Keith. Poor Kenneth. So, in our coda, we're at the end of TGS, and Trace is like, that's our show. Thanks for watching. But before you go to bed, our moms are going to tuck you in with a special song. Don't go to sleep with a frown in your pocket. Take it to the yard and tie it to a rocket. Shoot it to the moon, you'll feel better soon. Don't go to bed with a frown. 
Don't go to bed with a frown. Good night. Stay tuned for a special Mother's Day edition of Bitch Hunter. Hey. Ah, party. <laughs> Should we go to the chat and rate this Bitch Hunter? Yeah, but I don't know. You ready? I'm ready. Emmers? Ready. Zen. Nick gave it a 93. Emma an 89. I gave it an 89 slash 90. <laughs> really our first double score. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. do. There aren't any like lines that I want to see, but I lo- anytime Elaine stretches on, I feel like I would go back and watch it. And Jan Hooks is so funny. Yeah, Jan Hooks was the star of this episode for me with that. I got the meat, Jack. <laughs> and people are like, <laughs> holy shit, where did you buy that? Do you do commissions? Kill me. And then the flashback with color. Yeah, I just like, I mean, there were problematic moments which brought it down for me. But overall, so fun. So fun and precious. So many lines. I don't know if you guys have heard, but this show's really good. <laughs> it really is. I have never heard that in my life. <laughs> oh, that's a good Verna. It took me to the end of the episode. <laughs> well, I didn't let people. you do Verna because I wanted to. I know. And I was slipping out. <laughs> and I, clearly, my subconscious wanted to because every time I did Jenna, I would start with Verna and then I would have to find my intro. I'm an actor, you see. We are. We're voice actors now. I think I'm best suited, obviously, for Eileen Stritch with this voice. But So next week's episode is Emmanuel Goes to Dinner, which is the penultimate episode. We're getting ready for the weddings. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We didn't even talk about our own moms. <laughs> um, we only have an hour. So um, if you'd like to listen to our other musings, we have another podcast called Takes All Over the Place. It's actually hilarious. Talk about our lives, go through 50 to 1,000 tweets of the week, and then a little bit of repulse drag race, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So you can check us out wherever you got Blurg. Uh, we also have a Patreon. It's at hey. uh, um, gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight at takespot.com. Right, Emma? What is it? Uh-huh. Or patreon.com slash takespod. Hey, there's bonus episodes. Nick talks about K-pop, everyone's favorite subject. We break down some other shows. We'll be adding some new ones in the future. Lots of games. We're just here trying to have some fun while we hang out on this crazy rock and do what we can before it (laughs) eats us alive. Yeah. So hope you have a great week. Hope you got a couple good laughs in. Hope you really enjoyed Nick's accent work. I really feel like he's coming along. (laughs) Um, We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Salt can't be the only tasty rock, right? There has to be other tasty rocks. Hey, that is already in my tweets of next week. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you want to take it over, you take it over. is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.